0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: Let's talk some cricket, because this is how the Aussies won through to the World Cup final last night. Start to complete the first over. Bowles
2: and the edges in
1: his courts.
2: Australia gets the skipper for a back. <laughs> with Bowles. big shot up in the air from DeCock. Down the ground, it carries. And oh! court. Cummins back backs Got under it, tumbles as he takes the catch. It's up to him now, and bowls in the air and caught. <laughs> Brilliantly caught by Water at backward point. South Africa lose a third. with bowls and an gone. South Africa four down, and the Australians are on fire here at Eden Gardens. He's over the wicket now to the right hander. Yeah, no! got him. Travis head bowls. Clarkson. The stumps explode. Head, bowling to Janssen. He's hit on the pad, that's very close. Has to be out, he's out. It is two in a row for Travis Head. Bang, down the ground. Courts. Glenn Maxwell diving catch at long on. And that finishes South Africa at 212. Robada bowls. Warner. Bang, down the ground. Is he, seeing them sweetly. Oh, and he's knocked over Warner. Warner goes for 29. Barter to head. Oh. He goes big over long on. Another six. Super 87 Australia head. Clubs it in the onside. Out through mid wicket. Pull shot for four. And that's 50 to Travis head. Maharaj to oh. head and bowled. First ball from Maharaj through the gate. And the stumps are exploding again. Saves it to Maxwell. Oh, yeah. ball Tried the huge hike across the line, and missed it cold. Smith all straight up in the air, swinging across the line. It's up in the heavens. It lands in the gloves of the cup, and Smith goes at a key moment. Stark drives hard through the onside field. It scurries away for four. Australia within touching distance now. Two to win, Cummins with a short ball, guides it away through point to the boundary. The captain with the winning runs. A nervy chase for Australia successfully navigated. And off to another World Cup final. It's a further haunting night for South Africa at the hands of Australia. But the 2023 World Cup final will be a heavyweight encounter as Australia books its place alongside India.
1: Magnificent work from the SEN Cricket Commentary Team who stayed up late to deliver one of the better calls you'll hear. What a game it was. A little bit nervous, but let's get the thoughts of our next guest. He's, of course, the former Australian Test Captain and SEN Tassie Breakfast host, Tim Payne, is his name. Payne, thanks for your time.
0: Morning, Kane. How are you?
1: You got a shirt on?
0: I do, mate, I do. Um, I was a bit stitched up there, to be honest, for, for those who have seen that. It was bloody hot up there, but I, I was actually taking it off when we were off air.
1: Okay. Just to cool down a
0: little bit, and then I was coming back into the studio, putting it on and sitting in front of the camera, and our smart Alec young producer in here, Hamish, uh, cut it up together, but... Uh, I, I was actually told, Kane a few stories about you back in the day in Adelaide. You might have done the same thing a few times when SEM was very new. I
1: may, I may have been caught doing a few stupid things like that, matey, and the, the microphone and the cameras now is always on. So, Can't get away with So that's with a anything. trick. What a performance. Like, I, I was just captivated by the way we started. I mean, if there was one criticism over our campaign, it was the form of probably Cummins and, and Stark. But yep. just, didn't they bowl well last night, and it was helped by the pitch that was spicy?
0: Yeah, they did. It was a, Well, it looked like in the end it was a good toss to lose, wasn't it? We They've chose to bat, and as, as you touched on, I think throughout the whole tournament, we've struggled probably... In an area we didn't think we would, which was taking early wickets with Stark and Hazelwood and Cummins. And I thought um, last night, particularly the first two, Stark and Hazelwood um, just delivered you know, terrific spells. Uh, and that's what you've got to do to win big games on the big stage. You need your best players to turn up. And, and two of those big boys, those first sort of eight or nine overs were absolutely spot on. And um, and they set up the game uh, for the rest of the crew to, to finish it off later on.
1: Tell me about the momentum you can gain in the field. Like, I'm sure you would have a meeting before you start your bowling innings every time. We, say, we want to be on our toes, we want to be up and about, we want to be enthusiastic, but that's not always the case. Last night, like, Warner was hunting. Uh, Cummins yep. took a great catch. The amount of quick singles that we saved, diving everywhere. As the keeper, what is it like when you have that momentum as a fielding side?
0: Yeah, it's magnificent, and... and... You don't feel it as much as a fielding side, but I tell you what, you feel it as a batter and you feel it as the next in batter and, and the, the message that sends to the guys that are sitting waiting to come out and bat or, or bowl later in the afternoon is that is that these guys are on. It, it's a bit like in footy, it's your, it's your pressure, it's your tackling, it's your chasing, it's the things that aren't noticed. Footy, uh, cricket, fielding is, is purely attitude and effort. The, every guy in that Australian team is a very, very good fielder. There's probably Marnus... Smith and Warner who set the bar a little bit higher than everyone else Uh, and Marnus in particular has been outstanding throughout the World Cup but it's looked like at times he's been you know on his own a little bit if if you wanted to to say that he's the one that set the tone and been trying to drag people along and um, last night I thought was by far our best fielding performance Uh, but that is the bar that these guys would set for themselves all the time I think in World Cup's They are building nicely. India have been amazing throughout the whole tournament. The Aussies just seem to be getting better and better. And I thought last night the intent and energy around our fielding was a really good sign for where the team's at. Um, As I said, a bit like in footy with your pressure and your tackling.
1: Yeah, we'll get to India in a moment. We'll ask you the question whether they're beatable or not. But another good sign, like Zamp has been probably the bowler of the tournament with with Hazelwood but he was you know he wasn't at his best last night and the captaincy to bring Travis Head on when Pat Cummins did I was a yep. master strike really
0: yeah it was I know I was just talking off air um down here it was, it's funny I was watching that live last night and when he brought Travis Head on it was a gutsy move because Heinrich Klaassen and, and David Miller were in they were forming a bit of a partnership and they're probably two of their most dangerous and best players of spin and um and for Pat Cummins to throw Hedy the ball... I and mean, Hedy can bowl. hedy has got some skill. He bowls a beautiful off-spinner. It's just mm. in amongst a little bit of rubbish, which a part-timer can do. But he can bowl balls. that can get very good players out. And we saw that last night. But uh, we were having a laugh before because one of the biggest things on social media that was picked up last night, if you were on it, was that Ricky Ponning and Aaron Finch were sitting in the commentary box and, and said, oh, I think it'd be a good time for, to bowl Travis Head, potentially. And that became the story on social media and not the fact that Pat Cummins, the man... Yeah. Under the heat and having to make the decision, and and make a big call, and bring Travis Head on, didn't get as much credit as which which I thought he should have got, and I thought it was a it was a super call, It was a gutsy call, and it paid off. And obviously, Travis Head delivered for him in spades.
1: Are you happy with Inglis into the side? I mean, a handy twenty-eight it hasn't been his best, but uh, Alex Carey was was uh, surpassed, I guess, earlier in the tournament. Was it the right move?
0: Uh, yeah, I think it was. Now, I, I was surprised at the time. I was surprised at the timing. It's very unusual for me that you go into a World Cup with a guy who'd play one game and then you would make a change. It, it tells me that they were they were on a knife's edge which way they wanted to go, probably in the lead-up in that first game. and um, I know Josh Inglis is, is extremely highly regarded, certainly as a wicketkeeper, but, but he is probably spoken about as one of the better players, better natural players of spin around the country. And by that, I mean he's not a guy who... Uh, He can reverse sweep and paddle sweep and do all that stuff, but he doesn't have to do that. You you see someone like Marnas at the moment, he's not as a natural a scorer against spin, so last night he's trying to reverse sweep, whereas Josh Inglis has got really skillful hands, really fast feet, and he can score to lots of different um, areas of the ground against spin. So I think that's why he's probably gone ahead of Alex in the World Cup, given the conditions in India that we're likely to face, and he's someone that last night didn't set the world on fire with his... He's 28 off 49, 49 balls, but it was really crucial stage of the game, uh, and he'll be super, super important next game when I think India could potentially pick th- three spinners against us.
1: The Aussies knocked off South Africa again in the final by three wickets there through to the final on Sunday, chasing their sixth uh, ODI uh, World Cup title. Uh, tell me about how hard the tail enders work at their craft, because not for the first time Pat Cummins has made handy runs. We know that Stark can bat, and, and in the end, last night was probably the difference.
0: Yeah, it was, and, and these boys can all bat. That's the beauty of the Aussie. We've seen Adam Zampa. I can't remember who the game was against, but he came in and made a really handy 28. It might have been Afghanistan when, when when we're in trouble. Um, and all of these guys, it's like it, all bowlers love batting. You can't get them out of the nets. Most of the time, it's a tr- it's a bit of an issue to try and get them to practice some defense and, and some stuff to actually get them better rather than try and hit every ball for six. But um, Pat Cummins is an established batter. Mitchell Stark's an established batter. Adam Zamp is dangerous and, and even Josh Hazelwood, if you don't have a third bat, he'll hit you for four there every day. He glides everything off the face of the bat. So it's certainly handy and, and in tight games like last night where you know it's 213 to 213, every run counts in tricky conditions when you're chasing small totals and um, I think that was probably one of the, the major differences in the game
1: to learn a bit out of last night. It was a thrilling game, low-scoring game, more interesting painting. Like the, the 400s are nice and everyone loves the batsman teeing off, but the bats are thicker, the boundaries are smaller, the, the pitches are flatter. It becomes a little bit boring. I don't want it to be like tennis, where everyone stands yep. at the back of the court and just whacks it. No one does anything different anymore. I don't want that for cricket. I think it's a lesson for us, is it not?
0: Yeah, it is, and, and certainly for the 50-over game, which which is under some pressure, let's be honest. And and I, and I love cricket and I love watching cricket, but at times this World Cup, I've just been like, well, I'll go and do something else for 10 overs because I know they're going to be around 300 at 40 and then I can watch them slog for the last 10. And, and we see enough of batting dominated games in T20. That's what that format of the game is. We want to see the ball flying over the fence and, and sixes and boundaries left, right and centre. But I think 50 over is still that, that mix between 2020 and test cricket. And I actually think the key is the pitch. The size of the bats and all that, that, that doesn't matter. The size of the ground even. If you can make a wicket for 50-over cricket that gives bowlers a chance and makes batters actually have to show their skill at first rather than just be able to come out and just club balls off length because the bounce is so true, there's no swing in the seam. It can be a little bit boring. Uh, and I think for the 50-over game to continue and even thrive, I think we want to be seeing more scores of 200, 250. That's about the ballpark score for me. Uh, where you see who the really good players are and who the really good bowlers are when when conditions are actually testing them.
1: Does India have a weakness at all? It's hard to find one.
0: No, they don't. If I'm totally honest, I, yeah, I, I cannot find one. And, and they could even make a change and bring another spinner in. Ashwin um, hasn't been playing for them. The right-arm offie, of who's got a great record against Australia. Oh, their batting's superb. They've got finesse. They've got power. They've got skill. They've got depth. And then the same with their bowling. They've got Boomer, who's got, you know, really weird angles and can swing the ball both ways. He bowls high speed. He can bowl at the start. He can bowl at the end. They've got uh, Siraj. They've got Muhammad Shami. Uh, Jadaisa. Cole yeah. deep. So it just keeps coming. There's no weaknesses, but but they are beatable. And And, and I said this morning on our show down here in Tasmania, Man for man, they've probably got more bases covered, Dennis, and they're probably playing a little bit better. But Australia's got six or seven guys and on any given night can blow any team out of the park. If Mitchell Stark gets it right and swings the ball up front, he's a nightmare for Virat Kohli and he's a nightmare for Rohit Sharma. They don't like the ball swinging in, particularly when it's 150 Ks and and coming from a six-foot-eight left Mm armour. So hopefully the ball can swing. If we can get any movement at the start, we can crack open through their top order, then we're a chance. But if we're not taking early wickets against India, you have very little hope of restricting them to under 350, which um, which is ridiculous to say, but they just keep posting 350 plus, and then their bowling is so good that they, they create holes and, and opportunities in your batting lineup.
1: Hard to do as well when they can just order the kind of pitch that they want.
0: Yes, and and if you believe it, even toss the coin from what I've read uh, overnight and and uh, but look, India have always had control of international cricket. This is nothing new. Um, it comes up all the time in these tournaments and you know I've heard a lot of teams throughout the World Cup say it's it's felt more like a an Indian series than a than an international event, but um, you know that that's the way international cricket has always been. all the money is in India. they will wield a hell of a lot of power and they don't mind using it. Uh, what I will say, though, is the semi-final wicket they did play on that, that there was a fair bit of criticism around was, you know, there was 700 and something runs scored on it, so it wasn't too bad. Um, all you can ask in a World Cup final is it's fair for both teams and you and you don't want the toss to dictate the result too much. I think there's always a slight preference to bat first in India because it, it can spin and stay a, bit, a little bit low, but um, as long as it's it's fair for both teams, then I think we'll have you know one of the all-time great contests come Sunday night
1: won't change uh, the batsman style now, but are you happy with the head just going as hard as he is gone? And, and Warner's oh, done that for the best part of 15 yep. years. Mitch Marsh is the same and, and Maxwell's the same. Is that the right strategy just to go hard from, from ball one?
0: it is if if the wicket's really flat again, I think you saw last night when there's a wicket there's a little bit in it you might have to adjust that on the fly but th- these are you know high level players and they'll play what's in front of them. I think hetty and Mitch Marsh, regardless of the wicket, will go really hard and they're going to have to and we're going to need one of them to come off if we're to post a total or to chase a total that um, against the side the quality of India I think you see David Warner he, he came out of the blocks last night but he's someone who'll go through the gears and, and play what's in front of him Steve Smith's the same Marnus is the same. Uh, and Josh Inglis is, you know, is another one that can go reasonably hard or play um, a bit more of a role whatsoever in front of him. So it will depend a little bit on the wicket, but in, certainly in our top three, expect Travis Head and, and Mitchell Marsh to continue to try and take um, the bowlers on and, and put them under pressure. And, and if they can do that, that is that is the only way you will beat into. If you if you sit and try and defend them, they'll, they'll eat you for breakfast. You've got to get on the front foot and throw the first punch. And I think Travis Head and, and Mitch Marsh are a huge part of doing that for us.
1: Hey, Payne, loving your work, mate. You're doing an outstanding job down there in Tassie and contributing up here as well. Appreciate it, and let's hope for a cracker on Sunday.
0: Yeah, let's absolutely hope so. Can't wait to watch it.
1: Tim Payne, the former Aussie Test captain there. You can catch him um, on SEN Tassie, uh, and he'll be on with us on SEN from time to time as well, loving his work. Now, you can catch every ball of Sunday's Cricket World Cup final between India and the Aussie live on SEN from 7 p.m., that's Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time on Sunday. Jared Whiteley, Damien Fleming, and the rest of our terrific crew will lead the charge from there.